0: You're listening to the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. This is a conversation all about leadership, vision, and joining in God's activity wherever you are. You can follow along with today's episode using the show notes at hopechurchonline.com podcast or on your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for tuning in today. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to episode number 20 of the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. Kind of hard to believe that that is true, but my name is Scott and I have the privilege of leading alongside Pastor Vance here in Las Vegas. We are honored that you would carve out some time as a leader to listen to this podcast. Uh, The goal of what we're doing here, as always, is for leaders to be encouraged and challenged in their leadership no matter where God has you leading. If you came across this podcast and you haven't listened to the other ones, I really encourage you to go back. Again, kind of crazy, we are sitting down for number 20 right now, but I am sitting down with the man of the
1: hour for our 20th time,
0: Vance Pittman. How you doing?
1: Doing great, Scott. Refreshed, uh, back from vacation. Excited to jump back in. Looking forward to the fall here at Hope and all that God has in store. I uh, pray that uh, for you as you're listening, that uh, you're excited about the fall, what God has for you. I'm excited about some of the episodes we have coming up. Uh, in the next couple of months, some things that I think are going to be super strategic. Uh, we've had a lot of people asking in, in recent podcasts about our, our strategic planning process. And so uh, in September's podcast, we're going to be talking about that because as everybody's thinking about planning in the next year. So a lot of exciting stuff. Uh, things are going great and looking forward to today.
0: Yeah. As we as we get ready to finish up the summer, a lot of times people begin, as Vance just mentioned, asking questions about the fall, asking questions about their life. and And really we get a question all the time as pastors it's a question i 've asked Vance that i mean it's a question that is very, very popular and and, and we get asked all the time and it's it's, it's this idea of how do you know god 's will you know how do i know how do I know what to do? I need some wisdom i need some 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 clarity on where i 'm headed and so we thought we'd do an episode um, on that idea of hearing from God and, and how do you know the will of god and and what would you say to that, Vance as we jump in today
1: well, I think you said it. I think every one of us wrestles with this question of Maybe you say it like this. What do you do when you don't know what to do? Uh, when you don't know what the next step is, what am I supposed to do? And, and that's really asking that question. What is what is God's desire? What does God want? What is God's will? And we're talking specifically in, in these podcasts about leadership. So we all wrestle with that question personally and individually, and that's significant and important. But when you're wrestling with that question as a leader, you're not only asking God and and wanting to know the answer to that question for the impact it's going to have on your life, but the ripple effects that this is going to have in the lives of others as you lead in whatever influence God's given you, whether that's in the church, at school, on the ball field, in the office, at the job, wherever it might be, in your neighborhood, in your home. When you're determining what is it that's the next step for me, what is it that I'm supposed to do, what is God's will, the impact of that in the lives of those that you lead, there's a weight, there's a heaviness about that. So we all want to know the answer to that question. But even more so in roles of leadership and influence, it's imperative that we know what it means to, to hear from God and know how to determine what it is we're supposed to do when we're not sure what we're supposed to do.
0: I'm really excited about the content we're going to jump into because, again, I have mentioned many times I've, I've been now following Vance and, and being mentored and discipled by him for almost 12 years now. And, um, it's crazy because there's some things that just rise to the surface when I think about Vance's leadership in my life and what we're about to talk about is one of them. I've heard him not only counsel me in this, but counsel many, many people in what we're about to talk about. It's something that, um, I've just heard come from him numerous times. So I'm really excited. So Vance, let's jump in when, when you don't know what to do, where do you start?
1: It's a great question, Scott, and um, I think the simplest way to say it is when you don't know what to do, you must turn to what God has said in His Word and trust that He knows what's best. Um, This this building into your life a daily rhythm or a daily practice or a consistent pattern of your life being ordered around the Scripture— Giving the word of God, and we've talked about this in multiple podcasts, but giving the word of God priority in our lives on a daily, consistent basis is imperative because... Many times, the way God speaks into our life is He speaks through His Word. Can God speak in other ways? Yes. But the primary way, from my experience, that God has spoken into my life to bring clarity to some of these questions is through His Word. And so there should be this treasuring of God's Word. And nobody really describes that better than the book of Proverbs. In Proverbs chapter 2, uh, Solomon here is talking about this pursuit of wisdom, which is really, if you think about it, a definition of wisdom is the ability to see life from God's perspective. So it's really that question. What, what is God saying? What is God seeing here? How does God want me to move in this direction? That's really what this pursuit of wisdom is all about. And Solomon in chapter two of Proverbs, writing about wisdom, listen to what he says. My son, if you will receive my words and treasure "'My commandments within you. "'Make your ear attentive to wisdom, "'incline your heart to understanding. "'For if you cry for discernment, "'lift your voice for understanding. "'If you seek her as silver "'and search for her as for hidden treasures,' then you will discern the fear of the Lord and you will discover the knowledge of God. Listen to all those verbs. Receive, treasure, make your ear attentive, incline your heart, cry for, lift your voice for, seek, search. These are all words that, that describe an intentional pursuit. And he's talking about the word of God. And so the starting place is to build into your life as a leader, a daily consistent rhythm of time alone with God and his word, you'll never answer the question about the will of God, the desire of God, or what's the next step for me if I'm not consistently with him and his word.
0: I think that's so good. We live in a microwave instant culture, right? I can find an answer to basically any question I have in life in two seconds on Google. Um, And so for us as Jesus followers, in leadership, this idea of treasuring God's word in our heart, this idea of the the slow game, the the patiently every morning getting before the Lord. You can't Google the responses to your heart like we can the responses to to different questions we have in life. And so I think that's really really good. And honestly, it's very countercultural to to where we're living right now in 2019. So um, I've heard you, Vance, over the years, as I mentioned already, share really what you've called a filter to use when making decisions. That's going to kind of be the meat of this episode. Um, What is this filter and where does it come from? Unpack that filter for us.
1: Yeah, um, the, the filter that I'm about to share with you is really taught to me by a guy who was a mentor in my life who I've mentioned before, his name's Clyde Cranford. Uh, Clyde um, shared some of the things that I'm going to share with you uh, in my life uh, well over 20 years ago and had a deep, deep impact in my life. So for me, when I'm looking to answer the question, what is God's will or what do I do when I don't know what to do? What, How do I know what to do next? What is God saying? I look for three things in my life to all line up and point in the same direction, And when all three of these things are lined up and pointing in the same direction, I really do believe definitively I can say that I've heard from God. Now, it's important that you take all three of these things collaboratively because any one of these things by themselves, I might miss what God is saying. But when all of them line up together, I really believe I've heard God speak. So let me give you the three things and then I'll unpack them. The three things are, number one, a word from the word. Number two circumstances and counsel, and number three, a sense of peace and or rightness. So that's the three, a word from the word, circumstances and counsel, and a sense of peace or rightness. So let me unpack them. When I'm, when I'm looking to hear God speak and I'm wanting to know what, what's God's desire, what's his will, what do I do next? I'm looking for anyone, I'm looking for these three things to all end up and point in the same direction. And know this, they may not come in this order, but I'm looking for all three of them collectively. So first, a word from the word. What is that? It's what I just talked about a moment ago. It's out of the daily rhythm of my time alone with God, I hear him speak from his word. This isn't that, "Uh uh-oh, I need God to speak, so I'm going to open my Bible, and wherever it falls, I'm going to stick my finger down and hopefully hit a verse. No, this is the regular rhythm of my conversation with the Father where I'm hearing God speak into my life. So it's a word from the word. That's why we'll never answer this question if we don't build priority time around God's word alone with him daily. So word from the word. Secondly, circumstances and counsel. I'm I'm looking to make sure uh, that the, the open and closed doors, the circumstances are in line with what God is saying to me through his word. And that also aligns with counsel that I'm seeking from others that I'm doing life with and who I trust to hear from God, which demands a couple of things. Number one, you need to be doing life with some people. Uh, Christianity was not designed to be lived out on your own. We're to live out in community with others, relationship with others, our relationship with God. But then also having people in your life that you trust to speak into your life because they know you and you understand that they know what it is to hear from God. And and if you're not going to seek counsel in making decisions and in doing this, there's a few reasons why I think some people don't seek counsel. Number one, Uh, sometimes it's arrogance. We think we don't need counsel. Number two is rebellion. We don't want counsel. We don't want to know what anybody wants to say. Or it's impatience. I don't have time to wait on counsel. Uh, So it's this word from the word, God speaking, and then seeing the circumstances, the opportunities, and the counsel that I'm getting from others to line up with that. And another reason why I think counsel is so important is, is really three things that always come to my mind when I think of counsel. Here's why I need counsel from others. Number one, my perspective is always limited. I can't see everything. Number two, my input is never enough. I don't know everything. And number three, my flesh is always deceitful. Uh, My flesh will lie to me. And it's at war against Christ in me. So I need a word from the word, but then I need circumstances and counsel to line up with that. And then the third is a sense of peace and rightness. And I define it this way. It's the absence of a check in my spirit. If you've been walking with God for any length of time at all, you know what it is to have a check in your spirit. And here's what I've learned. It's impossible to have peace with God and a check in your spirit at the same time. They can't coexist. So for me, when I'm looking to know what's God's will, what do I do when I don't know what to do, I look for those three things to all line up and point in the same direction. A sense of peace and rightness, this absence of a check, the circumstances and counsel, and then a word from the word. And those may come in a different series of order, but when all of those align, I believe I've heard God speak.
0: Yeah. Going back to that uh, seeking counsel, I love um, what it says. Again, just Proverbs brings so much wisdom to this. It says in Proverbs chapter 28, verse 26, he who trusts in his own heart is a fool. I mean, that's just as clear. I mean, you can, you can try to chop that up in a bunch of different ways. That is you saying, if you're not seeking counsel, your heart will deceive you and you are a fool. And so when you're making decisions, you gotta get some people around you to help you.
1: 100% Scott. And like you said, you can't say it any more plainly than that. And this is why this is really important because what we've been called to as, the, as a Christian uh, in leadership and in life is a life of faith. But Paul says very explicitly in Romans chapter 10 that faith comes by hearing. Here's what that means. Until I hear God speak, I'm not stepping out in faith. I'm stepping out in presumption on God. I've heard people say this, well, I'm not real sure what God wants me to do, so I'm just gonna step out in faith. No, that's not faith. That's presumption on God, and it's a dangerous way to live your life, lead your family, or lead others that you've been assigned to lead. It's only when we've clearly heard from God that then we can step out in faith. Now, hearing from God doesn't mean he's told me everything, but I clearly know the next step. And only then is it faith and stepping out in faith.
0: So that's awesome. This filter is super helpful in making decisions. We actually did a sermon series back in 2013. It's on our website, hopechurchonline.com. Um, and it's one of our most most recommended series and counseling appointments and whatnot. And the series is called, what do you do when you don't know what to do? We really take four weeks and we unpack these principles in detail from the word of God. Um, for for people who want to see this, um, you know, played out in their real lives, that might be a, a, a great uh, resource for you to check out. Um, so as we as we kind of round the corner towards the end of this, Vance, um, let's talk about some examples, not only from Scripture but maybe from your life. Uh, what what are some examples that we see, or what is an example we see in Scripture of maybe this filter being applied?
1: Yeah, there's a perfect example of this filter being applied in Acts chapter eleven. In Acts chapter 11, uh, it's it's really the, the defining moment in the church when the gospel begins to—Peter and the apostles begin to understand the message of the gospel is not just for the Jews, it's also for the Gentiles. And it happens by really these three things all aligning and showing Peter what's next— uh, in Acts chapter 11, you read in the first few verses about God speaking to Peter, literally in a vision. It, that Peter got this word from the word. God spoke to him in this vision in scripture uh, and showed him this, this, this sheet that came down with these animals and was convincing him uh, that what God has made clean, we should not call unclean. So we got a word from the word. And then down in verse 11, it says literally this, and behold, at that moment, three men appeared at the house in which we were staying having been sent from to me from Caesarea and so You had God speak to Peter through his word about how he's declared the Gentiles to be clean. We could go and take the gospel to the Gentiles. And then immediately, he says, at this very moment, the circumstances aligned. There was this opportunity to to carry out what he believed God had said in his word. And the very next verse, verse 12, says this, the Spirit told me to go with, with them without misgivings. Here's what that meant. He had a sense of peace and rightness from the Holy Spirit that what he'd heard through the word was in alignment with his opportunity. So all three of those things aligned for Peter. He heard God speak. There were circumstances that came into play. And then there was this sense of peace and rightness and he stepped through that open door.
0: That's amazing. Um, what about your own life, Vance? What, what are some, what's an example of, of your own life that you've really seen this filter to play out?
1: And before I give you the example from my life, also to point out in the text, it also says that that Peter went with six brethren who went with him and they went to this man's house. So Peter also had some counsel from others that was involved in in taking this step, that he was doing this with some other people in community. Um, An example from my own life, probably the most dramatic example from my life would be when God called me to Las Vegas. Uh, September 1999, I was minding my own business, just spending time with God one morning in my God time, my quiet time, and I read Luke chapter 4, and I heard Jesus explicitly say about himself, he said, "'I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also, for I was sent for that purpose.'" That morning in my God time, it was like the Holy Spirit began to deeply convict me about some stuff in Jesus that wasn't in me. My wife and I knelt down. We prayed, said, Lord, we don't know where. We don't know when. The answer is yes. We thought we were going to go to the other side of the world, plant our lives in a village, a culture, and share the gospel. Two weeks later, a mentor, Johnny Hunt, said, Vance, our church in Woodstock, Georgia feels led of the Lord to plant a church in Las Vegas, Nevada. God's put it on my heart. You're to be the pastor of that church. So I'd gotten a word from the word. Then this opportunity, this circumstance seemed to be right in line with what the scripture was saying. So I sought counsel from my father, who was my pastor at the time, from some other pastors that I knew, from some friends. And my wife and I, we prayed through that. And and the spirit of God gave us this sense of peace that, to be quite honest, made no sense. We'd never been west of the Mississippi River. We'd never even visited Las Vegas. But we had a word from the word. We had a sense of peace and rightness and circumstances and counsel that all aligned together, believing we heard from God, we stepped out in faith. And here we sit 19 years later and the rest mm-hmm. is kind of the story of what God's done here in the city of Las Vegas.
0: Man, that is awesome. That's an awesome story.
1: Scott, what about you? you you've heard me uh, teach this stuff. We've talked about this on numerous occasions. What's an example from your life where you've seen this principle fleshed out?
0: Yeah, I would say, man, for me, So I started coming to Hope. I had just graduated from a a small Bible college in in San Diego in 2007, moved back to Las Vegas. I grew up here and I was kind of in that typical post-graduation funk. I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. Um, And so I started attending Hope Church and um, really asking that question. What am I going to do in my life? What am I going to do for a career? My, My girlfriend and I were about to get married. Who's now my wife, Candace. How do I handle all this and really just seeking God's will and, um, When I first started attending Hope, we were actually in a book study through the book of Jonah, the Old Testament book of Jonah. And um, man, some of these principles that we're talking about today, uh, we talked about in that book study. And I remember this is probably the first time I'd ever heard that principle. And so um, it was right when I was coming to Hope. So I'm, I'm, I'm learning how to have a God time. I'm learning what it looks like to daily spend time with Jesus. And so I'm seeking God in his word. I'm hearing of this filter from this new sermon series that we were in at Hope. And so I began to just ask God. And I remember in those times, God was just speaking through his word in a way that to this day, sometimes I, you have those moments in life where you're like, man, I remember the way God spoke to me back then. Man, 2007, the summer of 2007 was just a season where God was speaking through his word. I had just began to meet with a man in our church here at Hope who's still a mentor in my life and I meet with him every Friday still to this day, um, that was actually the first um, time me and you went to lunch and all of the, the the questions that I was asking about my future and what I felt called into go into ministry, um, you began to um, just encourage me in that and my mentor, Todd, began to encourage me in that um, and then everything just kind of like you said, it just kind of lined up, there was just a sense of peace in my life as I began to really plug in and serve honestly just as a volunteer here at Hope And looking back now, it's amazing to see um, what God was doing in that season. I was Mm -hmm. learning so much. I was getting some people around me to speak into my life. And here I am sitting down, you know, 11, 12 years later with that same pastor doing a podcast. Um, we just celebrated 10 years of me being a pastor here at Hope. And um, it was me really applying this filter that I had learned through studying the book of Jonah as my church family when I first started joining Hope. So I've seen this and and it's it's really cool to hear it um, from this perspective because it works and it's true and it's what God
1: has, has prescribed. And Scott, just hearing you say that, it's affirming again because I, I've had so many people. I mean, this is what I just shared over the last few minutes is probably the single, the single most... Truth I've shared in counseling situations with people, because you boil down most of the questions when people are coming seeking pastoral counsel. It's really, what does God want me to do? And there's no one, two, three step formula. There's no microwave way to get this. It it, it's born out of intimacy with Him. It's born out of relationship with Him. But I think these things are contributing factors to helping us determine. The will of God. And so you kind of get to the end of this, and and, and somebody might say, Well, how do I really I'm mean, okay, okay, those three things, how do I really know I've heard God speak? Well, let me let me close this by giving you two final guiding factors, and I call them the consistency factor and the clarity factor. First of all, the consistency factor is that God never contradicts Himself. God will never speak into your life in contradiction to his word. That's why this idea of turning and trusting to his word daily, weekly, consistently, and then building boundaries in your life from his word to guard your heart are so important. Um, When God's word is clear, there's no need for counsel. When God's word is clear, you don't have to pray about it. I've heard people say something like this. Well, I know the Bible says, but I feel God is leading me to... Listen, when you say that, whatever you finish that (laughs) sentence with is a lie. I know the Bible says, (laughs) but I think God... No, listen, that is a lie from your flesh. God is always consistent with his word. He'll never speak in contradiction to his word. So the consistency factor, I need to make sure that what I'm saying, I'm hearing from God is in in consistent alignment with his word. And listen, there's a serious warning with this. Proverbs says, a man who hardens his neck after much reproof will suddenly be broken beyond remedy. I love the way the message paraphrases that verse. Listen to this. For people who hate discipline and only get more stubborn There'll come a day when life tumbles in and they break, but by then, it'll be too late to help them. I can't tell you how many people in counseling situations have clearly, we've pointed them to God's word, and they chose to do something else, and that verse became a reality. And by then, it's too late. You can't pick up those pieces and put it back together. Uh, So, consistency. When you're saying, I'm hearing God speak, is it consistent with his word? Here's the second factor. It's the clarity factor. God is not the author of confusion. The scripture says, for God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. The word confusion is a Greek word that comes from a root that means to be unstable or to be uncertain. And here's the point. If, if what you're saying you've heard from God isn't clear, God hasn't spoken yet. When God speaks, it's always clear. From Genesis to Revelation, when God speaks to His people, they always knew it was God, and they always knew what God said. And so if I'm not certain that He's spoken, here's what I've come to learn. A lack of clarity is always an invitation to deeper intimacy with God. And as I pursue intimacy with Him... It's in intimacy with him that clarity becomes a reality. And here's why that's so. God didn't bring me to himself so that I could do stuff for him. God brought me to himself so that I could cultivate a deep, intimate love relationship with him. So everything's about the relationship. He wants me to be in fellowship with him. And if I have a lack of clarity, it will always that lack of clarity will always be resolved in a deeper pursuit of intimate fellowship with the Father.
0: So I really hope uh, this podcast has been helpful for you as you gear up, as we gear up to end the summer and jump into another fall. if it isn't, it's because maybe you're not in a season where you're making a decision, but this is definitely one to bookmark because uh, we will all face those moments when we're making decisions and we're having to ask what's God's will and and what, well, what, what, what should I do when I don't know what to do. And so, um, yeah, if this is something that's helpful for you, we encourage you to share it, uh, maybe listen to it with your team if you're a leader, uh, maybe share it with a friend you know is walking through um, that kind of season right now.
1: Scott, before we wrap this up, I want to read just one little paragraph from Henry Blackaby that deeply impacted my life out of experiencing God that I think will be helpful for people that are listening. If you do not have clear instructions from God in a matter, pray and wait. Learn patience. Depend on God's timing. His timing is always right and best. Don't get in a hurry. He may be withholding directions to cause you to seek him more intently. Don't try to skip over the relationship to get on with doing. God is more interested in a love relationship with you than He is in what you can do for Him.
0: That's a great place to finish up our podcast today. So thank you for listening. We hope you join us next month. As Pastor Vance said, we're going to have our executive pastor on and we're going to have a great episode in September talking about systems and processes. You definitely don't want to miss it. So hope you enjoyed this podcast and hope you join us next month on the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. Thanks again for joining us for the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. You can find all the show notes on your favorite podcasting app or at hopechurchonline.com slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. We will be releasing a new episode on the first Monday of every month to help you and your teams lead like never before.